Good afternoon, everybody. This is Cheryl Howard, founder of Get Your Life Back Inspirational Life Coaching and CherylYHoward.com. I am so excited today. I am invigorated as well. I First of all, I want to give thanks to a few friends of mine, and I'm going to tell them why. My friend David, um, my co-worker, Miss B., a friend and ex-co-worker, Joan, and a friend, Robert, and they are in their respective places. So you guys know who you are when you hear this podcast. I'm so thankful because I'm going to talk about it a little bit as I go along. And it, it really has to do with um, knowing the signs of your what and confirming and affirming some things for you. And we all need to be, you know, be affirmed and confirmed at different times in our life. Sometimes you can be real confident and self-assured and know exactly what it is you want to do and how to do it. And then there's some seasons you go through. It's like you, you, you seem like you don't know or you know, but you don't, you don't know if you want to continue or if you should or if the season is ended or if you need to pick something back up and do it again, whatever it is. And God will use people to to, to encourage you basically and to inspire you. And so all these people I've mentioned have inspired me over the last few weeks and I have inspired them as well. I'm sure I can say in some kind of way <laughs> I've inspired most of them. But um, as an inspirational and empowerment strategist and specialist, I help others explore, discover and operate in their passion and purpose. And I do it through motivational speaking, coaching. I provide strategies to help people actualize their dreams and their visions. But I also direct them back to God because to see God for those things, because he is the creator and the giver of every gift, ability, talent and anointing, which you will hear me speak about a lot in this podcast. But anyway, let's talk briefly about how to know your what. Just as I found out my my what and my why, I also found out my why, why I'm doing this podcast. And my why is because God wants to use me or uses me as a vessel, really, to help you walk in your strength, passion, purpose, and gift. So when I was thinking about what I do, all of the above, I thought the word apostolic anointing came, and this came to me over the years. I keep hearing apostolic anointing. Okay. And I know what an apostle does, and I know what an apostolic anointing. I've seen it. I've operated in a lot of the different um, characteristics of an under the apostolic anointing. And I was like, okay, so I have a comparison. And I like this because it reminds me of how Jesus taught his disciples and taught others when he was teaching. He would give parables and pericopes and stories, even stories um, regarding nature and everything. So we can under have a better understanding of what the deep things that he's trying to relate to his, relay to his audience. <laughs> and I love it because it helps you to see things. And you can visualize it and you can get a, a, a amen moment. Okay. Anyway, but the apostolic anointing is commissioning, sending, giving empowerment to impact the lives for the kingdom of God. I was like, okay. And so I saw how I do that in the natural, you know, helping other people birth things from within like a spiritual midwife. That was another understanding I was given a long time ago. I think in my twenties, um, the first time I heard spiritual midwife, I didn't even know people. I thought that was some guy gave me like, okay, but you know, he gives you just things that you can relate to. And then I started hearing that term more and more and I understood it, but you know, cause we all know, we all know what a midwife does and help people to birth, give birth to their children and go through the process and nurture them and coach them through the whole thing, you know, so, and that can be done at home. You don't have to always be, you don't have to be in a hospital place, but anyway, and I thought about now how Jesus sent out his apostles into the world to preach the gospel. So you have, people have mentors and, um, 
leaders that they follow or they sit under that kind of help them that that mentor sees what's inside of you and they help pull it out and they allow you or give you a platform where you can actualize that thing inside of you okay that kind of sums it up a little bit too as well so um I had a recently had a phone call last night with a, a ex coworker named Joan, and we become friends over the years. And within the last two weeks, I've been I was on the phone with a friend of mine named David and Robert and Joan and Miss B, my coworker, my present coworker, and they've really inspired me. And it's and I don't need that because you know I'm always inspiring and pushing and encouraging and and all of that. And it's so great to have. We all need that to feel inspired and, and be confirmed. Like okay, you you're doing what you're supposed to be doing so moving right along moving right along so thank god for that but let me start with joan so we was on the phone last night and i don't know we were talking about so many different things we was talking about things about the job and like what she's doing and all the ongoings and everything and some kind of way we ended up talking about we was talking about adhd we just talking about different things and the symptoms and i had mentioned how i realized as an older person that i'm kind of hyper in some ways and i said i didn't really think about it i know i get passionate about stuff because <laughs> i'm a passionate person and but i remember going to visit the doctor and the nurse came in first of course taking on my vital signs and she said you seem like a hyper individual i was like really <laughs> at first i was like I don't know if I should feel some kind of way, <laughs> but it wasn't a positive sense. It wasn't a negative. She just, she just saw that sometimes I could be hyper. Now it's good to be conscious of that. So I know that sometimes if I feel hyper unnecessarily, or um, sometimes it can be borderline anxiety. I don't know. I don't battle with anxiety, but we all can experience anxiety in our lives on, in um, different seasons, but hyper, I know, okay, let me pay attention to that because I know maybe that's, maybe I need to relax, need to do that. But most of the time it was a positive. I'm excited about something or, you know, and, and you could just see it in me, my bubbly personality comes out or whatever. And I said, Oh, okay. But you know, she was smiling like, Oh, you're hyper. I said that you hyper can be hyper something like that. I was like, okay. So I just thought about it like, mm. so we talked about that last night. And first Joan was like, really? And I explained to her hyper. Cause sometimes we hear something, we automatically think negative. And I was explained to her in a positive sense and how that works for me. And it was like, wow, you know what? That is so true. And she recalled going to see me speak one time a couple of years ago. And then a power chat that we was having last night. And cause she was just felt so invigorated and she was reflecting on some things that I shared with her of over a few. We had a few power chats, actually. I'm gonna talk about what the power chats are. Cause that's what I do as well. Um, how it make her feel so good and inspired. And I needed to hear that because sometimes you don't get a lot of feedback from people you speaking to, or maybe you had a quick event, you had to speak and then you had to go and you had to run out or whatever. And she sat in a place that I spoke at a long time ago. It was a transitional home. And I spoke to men and women there and some and the leaders. And she said, when you were speaking, it's like when you was talking, I felt so inspired. Like I can do, I can do greater things. She said, if you was a person that was speaking some nonsense or something, you would still make me believe it because you, when you speak, you speak as if you believe what you say. That's how she was saying it to me. Like you actually believe what you say. And I see, she said, I see the passion and, and excitement that comes out of it. And I said, okay. I said, I'm glad you said that. I needed to hear that because I need feedback is very powerful. I need to know how I am impacting people and influencing people because that's my goal. That's my what. That's what it is 
that I do. That's what I do. And for her to tell me that, I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. So I really appreciate that whole. So while I was doing a power chat for her, she was also empowering me. (laughs) I was getting power out of that conversation as we were conversing. So I was like, okay. And so she was just going on to explain how and how she identified the passion that I have to do what I do and everything. And she started talking about, this is how I was able to help her become empowered. Cause she thought that she was saying, I don't have that. I don't know how you go in front of a crowd and do that. You seem to do it with so much ease and, and you just fly and flow with it and everything. And I can't do that. And I said, well, you know what? Even though there are people who are anointed to serve, anointed to support, anointed to help in church, we call it a ministry of helps, right? In the, in the scripture. But, um, Sometimes we just say that as well because we haven't had the experience of getting our feet wet or trying something or so we just put ourselves in this box by default and say, well, this is what I do. I can't do that, but I've done this only because you're familiar with what you've been doing all along. And so you never saw yourself doing something different. So sometimes that's not because you know your area and your grace area is to serve or or support others who may be in front or in leadership. You're just saying that because you've never had an experience where you saw yourself doing something else. And she said, you know what? That is so true. That is, she said, you know, it's true. I never really, there was times she said I was going to, but then it never happened. And I said, so, you know, let's, you never know. You never know. And I gave some examples which I would give here of ways that you will find out that what, that other what that you have, <laughs> and then the why and all that stuff comes later. So, and then I spoke with my coworker and she was just listening to me talk. I was sharing some of my experience with her and she was just like, so astounded, like, wow, I can listen to you speak all day. I said, really? Because in my mind, I'm like, I talk real fast. Half the time, I don't know if anybody understands me. <laughs> Those are my, you know, I'm like, okay. She said, I understand everything you said. And when you say it, you say it with so much passion and power. I'm like, so I'm going somewhere, people, because I'm going to talk about their recurring message and signage that that is there that you may not be paying attention to. But, you know, but there's always happening. So um, she meant I said, OK. And then my friend Robert, um, not too long ago, we were speaking on the phone and he said, Cheryl, you know what? You are a speaker. I was like, OK. <laughs> it was like God, the father. Well, it was the father speaking through him. But it was like your daddy talking to you and you feel that 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 good fear, that healthy fear, like, Okay, you know, not the one that's crippling, but the one that you you want to listen more Um, because he caught my attention. Like, really? Like, okay, I am doing I have done that and I am doing that. And I know I'm going full throttle with it now, you know, creating some new um, going to some new territory and speaking to people in different places now ready to get out and launch into the deep and travel. But when he said it, I felt the authority. I said, that's the father speaking through him. He said, you are a speaker. And I was like, okay, you speaking that thing into me. All right, I got it. I got it. Hey, let's do this, right? So that was inspiring. Then I spoke to my friend David a couple of times recently, and he was saying that he saw those same um, gifts or ability that uh, motivate and inspire people. And, you know, and that's powerful really to, you know, help change people's lives and everything, especially people that deal with depression and just different things or feeling stuck. He said in other words, I'm just paraphrasing because I can't remember everything, but it resonated with me. And I was like, okay, I said, I needed that, you know, I needed to hear that. That was, that's inspiring me 
to keep doing what I'm doing. So that's why I'm still doing my podcast, picking it back up and, you know, coming to you to inspire you. But anyway, so, you know, that's God. That was God working through them. And I so appreciate you guys. Uh, for those of you who do get to listen to this out of Robert and David and Miss B and Joan. And there's so many other people, but these particular people lately are the people I have been speaking to and been so um, instrumental in my own um, journey. But anyway, so, you know, and so, you know, I love to inspire people and that's just God working through me because I don't have the power to do these things. Any power I have is because of God and put it that way. Whatever power it is that's in me, mine's come from God. I don't give myself the credit um, to do any of the, any, any of it. Actually, I've been commissioned and empowered just like an apostle does. Right. I've been commissioned and empowered to speak life, pour into others, inspire and motivate you to push you forward. And so you can step out on faith as well. Um, so I'm speaking in confidence and I'm in agreement with, with with what God has already spoken over your life. Get that. That's a seal of moment. <laughs> so let me ask you something. How many of you can see a pattern again, that recurring message, that invisible poster, or it's like a signage of what you are supposed to be doing? How many? Think about that. Is a recurring message something you always hear in your spirit, something you always that's always coming out of you or something that somebody always else is saying about you? That they notice about you. And I spoke about this before when it's finding out your why. But now we talking about the what and and, and the why. Not the why, but the how will come out a little bit um, further in this message. But think about that. Because I understand, for me, the power of the midwife and apostolic anointing that impacts the natural and the spiritual as I walk in my own gift, purpose, passion, and anointing. So, you know, but anyway, think about that. So I had to think my friends... Um, for confirming and affirming that mandate, um, you know, because God will use people to speak your dreams in your life so it can materialize and so it can actualize. So that's the supernatural in the natural. And I'm going to talk about how God will supernaturally empower you when you need it in a season. When you get ready to do something you didn't know you was getting ready to do. But God will anoint you in that very moment, that minute, that hour, that second to do something. And how from that type of experience, you get to find out another what? Like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I can do this because you never saw it. You never saw it. You know, but God knows more. You don't you can't see everything. But um, I gave some examples. This is some examples I shared with uh, my friend Joan as well last night. Because she, when she was talking about not be, not having done certain things, so she only see herself. Because I told her that she had the gift of being um, a life coach, because she does it all the time. She's always in that position. So I'm not speaking something that I, for my own desire for her. She's always coaching somebody on how to perform better at a, a job, or she's always filling in for a supervisor or somebody, and she's always coming along someone's side that wants to quit and wants to give up that job, that business or something. And I'm like, wow, Joan, you do this all the time with such ease. And, and so she said, I can see myself doing that one-on-one because I said, cause you do it already, but she couldn't see herself doing it in front of a crowd. And like I told her, I said, you, you just haven't been sometime life situations will put you in a season or a time or a situation where you have to end up improvising or becoming creative in that very second. And so you end up seeing something that you didn't realize you had like, mm. so I gave example to her of being thrown in a situation where you discover your strength and anointing that you have. Um, and how God will supernaturally empower her to perform where others think 
you have been doing this thing for a long time, for years. Because that's when the supernatural come on. It's like, oh, wow, you're good at this. How long you been doing this? And you're like, this is my first time. <laughs> you, you really don't want to say this your first time, but it, it literally is your first time. And so something inside of you like, mm, okay. And so that may be the discovery of something new for you. You never know. So another example is filling in. You may have to, you may find yourself filling in for a convener of a conference, a speaker, a facilitator without any notice the last minute. Scary, but empowering because it causes you to do something you probably never done before. And now you in a situation where you got to do it or the boat will sink. <laughs> you got to drive this ship because if you don't, the boat going to sink and everybody on it, on it. So, um, and so we talked about that and she said, that is so true. I never you know, thought about it that way. Um, and that last minute creativity where you have to improvise or say, create a decor for an event or helping someone else plan an event. You've never been an event planner, but you might find out that you're very good at it. And you get all these compliments. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. And how did you come up with this? And where did you learn how to do this? And you're like, I didn't learn how to do, I didn't, this wasn't a trade I'd taken up and I just, the ideas came. That, and see, the, the wonderful, the other blessing is that, is that you end up doing what you needed to do at that moment. You didn't give up, you didn't run away. It's like that assignment was on your lap and you had to perform. So you got supernaturally empower you to do what you had to do. And so again, the credit goes to him. It's like, I, I, look, I, I had to do this. She didn't show up. He didn't show up. And I had to step in and do something. And so when you step out to do it, it's like, wow, you find out that you may be creative. Cause I know people who say, I'm not really creative. Now, some people may not be creative when it comes to maybe doing things with their hands. They're creative in other ways. You know, we are co-creators. And so there's something else that you creative at doing, maybe speaking, maybe it's writing or whatever. Maybe it's doing, putting, being, being an event, pl event planner. Hello, somebody. But um, she didn't realize that she had that type of creativity in her. So the last minute, you may have to fill in as a speaker or events planner. You may have to preach the last minute with shaking hands and knees. Guess what? I had to do that several times. But you know what? You did it. You did it. Boom. There it is. There's your what. So you in that those kind of situations, you find out what is in these scenarios boom you found out that you had the skill or anointing to plan events boom you had the ability to improvise boom you can speak in front of a crowd and boom on and on and on so but anyway I read this wonderful article because I was researching the apostolic anointing I just want to see the different kind of uh, writings or teachings or um, research done on it on the internet. And I came across a wonderful article by Colette Toach. She's an apostle and spiritual mother of the Apostolic Movement International. And so I went to her website, www.apostolicmovement, um, and the topic is Signs of an Apostle's Calling. I was like, mm, pretty deep. I wonder, because I was trying to get a more understanding too, like, okay, let me go over again. Even I did study in the past, but I just kind of needed to go over it again um, because that kept coming to me. And she talked about Paul and the signs of an apostleship. So I just want to read that real quickly. And I want somebody to get the wisdom of it. Not saying you're called to be an apostle, but get the wisdom of, of what the message is saying. 
is conveying. Paul certainly understood the sign of apostleship. He was always different, even amongst the apostles of this time. He stood apart, being brought up in the Jewish tradition and trained by the greatest Jewish teachers of his day. The Lord sent Paul to the Gentiles. Hear me, because that's somebody's ministry. And that individual knows who I'm talking to, um, kind of. The Lord sent Paul to the Gentiles. He was indeed a spiritual entrepreneur. So God had him also do things on his own outside of the crowd, outside of the group. You know, he had his, there's a, there was another, his, another ministry that God has given him his own ministry as well. But I like how she termed it spiritual entrepreneur that went off me like, Oh, I think that's what I am too. <laughs> Cause everything I do as ties ministry is, is tied to it. You know, ministry is always tied to, so it's more, it's always a spiritual um, component with what I do. I'm like, okay, and I like to do things differently. So, you know, the light bulb is coming on. I want somebody else's light bulb to come on as well. So anyway, um, Paul, he had a vision that the others did not. And this is one sign that is prevalent in all who are called to the apostolic ministry. If you are always doing things differently or coming up with new ways or structure to the church, then this is indeed a sign of the apostolic ministry. Your ideas might not always work out, but you are always coming with new concepts and new patterns. You have an idea in your mind at all times of what you would do if you were in charge. And when given the opportunity, you would turn things upside down. Some of you got visions like this. Mm. I remember an illustration. This is still by Colette, the last paragraph. I remember an illustration that my father shared with me once. He shared how when he first started out in ministry, he was put in charge of the youth. He grew up. Um, the youth group, sorry. He was brimming with so many ideas of what he wanted to do. He wanted to implement and com a complete structure and form a mechanism where each member of the youth will be given a place where their ministries would be identified and then train in that position. I like that episode anointing because there's nothing selfish about it. Your whole mission and that, and that for me, that was the light bulb. My whole mission is to help others do what God called them to do, or even that natural purpose that you want to do in that desire, because we have natural stuff too. That's not always spiritual. Being a writer is not a spiritual thing. You may be, you may be a writing, writing about something spiritual, but then you may not. And, but I'm saying helping others, cause I do it naturally, helping others to do that and inspiring others to do that. Just coming along inside and kind of pushing them and being a cheerleader and like, okay, you got this, you got this, you can do it. It's there. And even creating opportunities for them as well. This is what an apostle does. And I'm like, wow. Okay, good, good, good. Anyway, I just thought that was inspiring, but just get the wisdom of it all. And some of you may have that type of, um, anointing where you do that all the time with others as well. And you always doing something differently. You always have these new ideas and concepts and they are great ones. They make sense. You share them with other people and they're like, that's awesome. You know? So, and sometimes you may have to put things down for a while and you'll come back to them, pick it back up. But guess what? You've done the homework. You've done the research. You've got your notes together. So when it is time for that thing to come out, It'll, you'll be ready for it. That's a whole nother podcast being ready. I did talk about that a little bit about positioning yourself for those kind of opportunities. But anyway, I hope I inspired someone today. Signs of your what is what this is called and ways that you can, you will find out <laughs> sometimes in scary ways, what it is that you're supposed to be doing as well. You guys have a blessed day and a blessed weekend until we meet again.